Good afternoon, patriots. You are listening to Living with Liberty, your source for common sense and truth. I am your host, Ryan. Today we'll talk Fauci's ego. We'll talk about how those cute kitty videos are spreading misinformation. And finish up with Facebook and their fact checks. Next on Living with Liberty. It's been a little while since I've been on air. Between campaigning for my local school board and feeling under the weather, a little bit more in a little bit here, I haven't been able to cover some of the content I've wanted to and been planning. Now, yesterday found out uh, I've got COVID. I last Friday started feeling really, really sluggish really was a struggle just to get around the house. And then each day over the weekend, it got a little bit better, but had bouts of uh, of just lethargy. Um, had to take uh, take a time out and take some naps over the weekend, even, even yesterday and honestly, even today. Um, but you know what? I'm shaking it off. I'm giving it the old Taylor Swift treatment, as it were. So I think we're doing all right here. Uh, feeling well enough to get on the air and bring you all this uh, show today. So hopefully the things keep looking up here. I keep getting better and better. Uh, anyway, enough about my health woes. And since I've been sitting on this some of this content anyway for a little while, longer than I usually do, I'm betting you've probably heard some of it, much of it already. Hopefully, though, we'll have a little different perspective for you. Now, first out of the gate on today's show is America's favorite doctor, Tony Fauci. Apparently, attacking him is attacking science itself. Take a listen to this clip from Grabian. It seems another layer of danger to play politics around matters of life and death. Exactly. Exactly. And to me, that's that's unbelievably bad because all I want to do is save people's lives. I, I mean... Anybody who's looking at this carefully realizes that there's a distinct anti-science flavor to this. So if they get up and criticize science, nobody's going to know what they're talking about. But if they get up and really aim their bullets at Tony Fauci, well, people could recognize there's a person there. So it's easy to criticize. But they're really criticizing science because I represent science. That's dangerous. To me, that's more dangerous than the slings and the arrows that get thrown at me. And if you damage science, you are doing something very detrimental to society long after I leave. Are there any doorways big enough for Fauci to get his head through at this point? Attacking him is attacking science itself? Really? That's like saying attacking CNN is attacking the news itself. Or attacking the New York Yankees as attacking baseball itself. Dr. Fauci is that milk that you forgot about in the back of your refrigerator that when you go to dump it out, it's nothing but cottage cheese. He is way, way, way past his expiration date. I guess he forgot that the whole purpose of science is to question and probe hypotheses. That includes hypotheses phrased as dictates by a supposed expert in charge of a government bureaucracy who 
actually has very little to point to in terms of accomplishments over his 40-plus years in charge of said bureaucratic institution. If science can't be attacked and questioned, how can it be expected to advance? How can it be expected that society will advance if we can't question and attack and probe scientific hypotheses? The short answer is it can't. We can't be expected to advance our society, our civilization, if we have someone that is basically calling themselves the dictator of science. The vast majority of improvements we see in society are because someone questioned something, they ran some experiments, and then they created a new and improved product or process. Now, Fauci has been wrong at every turn about the coronavirus, but the mediocres in the media continue to give him airtime and continue to cover for his incompetence and continue to cover for his flip-flopping and his just outright lies. As I think about it, we are actually looking at a couple of other issues at play here, I think. Yes, one is that Fauci has gone a full egomaniac. That's part of it. But I'd like to present two other possible explanations for the hubris of someone who has been an abject failure at their job and has really no accomplishments to point to whatsoever. First, we are witnessing the attempted cementing of the administrative state. Yeah, it's here already, right? I know we've watched our liberties be eroded just over the decades here, but I I think what we're seeing here is that final push to fully cement the administrative state, to fully cement submission of the people to bureaucratic experts. There is no room to question the experts in charge of bureaucracies, of the bureaucracies running our lives. It's no accident that Fauci claims an attack on him is an attack on science itself. That is what the administrative state represents. That is what the administrative state demands, that the experts are those things themselves, that Fauci is science itself, that Janet Yellen is treasury itself. The administrative state is the omnipotent being running everything. So it is science. It is money. It is commerce. It is knowledge itself. An attack on the face of pick your bureaucracy is an attack on the very institution of life that that bureaucracy represents. Hence, an attack on Fauci is an attack on science. You attack the experts, you're attacking that institution itself. Now, the second thing here, I think, that we are seeing is less to do with uh, hubris and confidence and more to do with Fauci as an insecure uh, an insecure little gnome, basically. People who have no real accomplishments to point to as to why they are in a position of authority, why they are in a, a, a position of running a bureaucracy, are insecure. They, they, when you don't have those in, uh, accomplishments, you become insecure in what you are. So that is why when you find these people like Fauci, who's somehow managed to rise to the top of, of this his NIH, this bureaucracy that who knows what they actually do 
besides make everybody's lives hell, or try to anyway, and nobody's listening to these clowns anymore. But people who are insecure, who have risen uh, to the top without any sort of meritocratous uh, process here, are insecure. They try to defend and deflect their position at all costs. And what they do is is they continue to try and, and just put this hubris on to try and, and, and take the attention away from, I'm actually in a position I'm not even qualified for. They continue to try and justify why they are where they are. Now, Fauci knows he didn't do anything to earn his position as the highest paid government employee. He has some sort of deep-seated insecurity because he rose here, he, not of his own merit. It's not because Fauci was a great, uh, some sort of great uh, immunologist or allergy doctor or whatever the hell he was. Not, that's not why he got there. We all know he got there because of politics. We've seen him flip-flop and blow in the wind. Whatever wind the whatever way the wind's blowing is, you know, you can find Fauci kind of uh, with his sails out in that and kind of going in that direction. He has some sort of deep-seated insecurity here because he did not get into a position of authority by his own merits and accomplishments. And he does all he can to maintain an air of confidence and authority about himself as a competent scientist to try and cover for that insecurity. We all see it, though. You can't cover up incompetence. No matter how much you try, no matter how much you flip-flop, no matter how much you claim you're following the science, no matter how much you claim you are the science, it's plainly obvious the emperor has no clothes here and you are a uh, just a complete buffoon and incompetent at your job. And no matter how much Fauci tries to paint himself as, as confident and competent, we all can see how little he's accomplished. We can go back and see how little he's accomplished. We can go back and see how badly he screwed up the AIDS epidemic in the 80s. We can all see how often he's been wrong. And we all see how he is less of a scientist and more of a politician saying and doing whatever will curry favor with the elected class and the news networks. That, that's what Dr. Fauci is here. But he continues with the hubris to try and cover up his insecurity. He uses the, the mediocre media. He uses those in the political class that will listen to him still. To, to try and give himself an air of confidence, an air of authority, and an air of competence to try and make himself seem more than he is. All right, on to our next story. I don't want anybody to worry. The New York Times has identified the root cause of misinformation. It's cat videos. <laughs> Apparently, it's a slow news time for the New York slimes. Or they're desperate to deflect attention from the absolute mess the Biden administration is. So they are now trying to blame those cute, fluffy kitties for the spread of misinformation. I'll link a couple of articles in the uh, description box here. This is just, I, I couldn't believe this when I read this. Uh, it, cat videos are, are spreading inf misinformation. That This is um, a new low, uh, honestly. 
like I said, it's got to be a slow news time, right, for the slimes here. They don't have they don't have uh, they don't have uh, Trump in office to try and kick him around with white supremacy and racism and whatever else they tried to kick him around with. And we got to deflect from the disaster going on in Washington right now. So bring on the kitties. Now, the Times is blaming the Epic Times and Western Journal for utilizing cute cat videos to drive traffic to their websites. And there is, uh, I believe it was Davy Alba was the uh, writer of the article, their websites of misinformation. Now, according to the New York Times, the Epic Times has apparently featured cute animals in 12,062 social media posts across 103 Facebook pages. Posts which include links to their political content. Now, let's think about the absurdity of this. And I'm not talking about the absurdity of claiming that cat videos are spreading misinformation or helping spread misinformation or however you want to phrase it. I'm talking about the absurdity that someone counted all this. Someone had to spend their productive time combing through the Epic Times social media posts to count all of this. This is what our media has become. Instead of putting resources towards exposing the corruption of our just debacle of a government, Instead of putting resources to holding elected officials and bureaucrats accountable to doing their jobs, the clown show media is counting how many cat posts are made by other media outlets that are actually, dare I say, doing journalism. Things don't get much more stupid than a once proud and respected media outlet now trying to blame cat videos for the spread of misinformation. Maybe, just maybe, the cat videos are out there because people like cat videos. Maybe, just maybe, cat videos brighten people's day. It might not actually have anything to do with driving traffic to political articles. It might just be because people like fluffy animals. But that is lost on the morons over at the New York Slimes, who apparently can't take, they, they just can't take it that they are losing readership and eyeballs daily because of their absolute crap journalism. And people are seeking out alternatives that are actually providing fair and balanced uh, uh, journalism, fair and balanced stories. Now, I find the, the Epic Times, I don't always agree with the Epic Times. That's how I know that they still are, are playing it fairly down the middle. Not what I call them leaning to the right. Yeah, they probably lean to the right a bit. But you know what? Any paper, any uh, journalism outlet that is calling out communist China for what they are and continues to do so even when their offices are continually raided, they're all right in my book. And like I said, I find that the Epic Times plays it right down the middle. They're going to tell you the numbers, what the numbers are, whether they agree with it or not. I find that their COVID reporting, I have to do a double take on it sometimes because it doesn't necessarily comport with my worldview, but I review the numbers and I'm like, well, the numbers are what they are. 
but when you're the New York Times, you can't have uh, outlets out there doing actual journalism. You can't have media outlets out there that are making you look bad. So let's blame the cat videos they're putting out there. Now, are cat videos driving traffic to the site? Sure, probably. There, there's a reason out there, but maybe they're just putting it out there because people like cat videos. That thought should probably cross people's minds. Anyway, just more just more stupidity out of legacy media. Just some of us you just you you know what? Hollywood couldn't even write this. Hollywood cannot write this at all. It just uh, sometimes it's astounding like I said what what these uh our media outlets that should be holding our our government accountable are just counting cat video posts. And, and then writing stories about how stupid. Uh, anyway, all right, on to Facebook and their fact checks. So Facebook's lawyers have now admitted in court what the rest of us already know. The fact checks are nothing more than opinion. Now, this admission comes in response to a lawsuit filed by John Stossel against Facebook for defaming him for two videos he posted on Facebook that were fact checked by uh, an outlet called Climate Feedback. Now, one of the videos posted showed Stossel interviewing Michael Schellenberger about the cause of the California wildfires. Stossel said that climate change had made things worse in the state, uh, state of California. Schellenberger said climate change played a role, but that mismanaged forests were the primary reason for the large fires. Facebook placed a video or a, a label over the video telling users that it was missing context. What context is that? So mismanaged forests don't comport with Facebook's worldview of why there's raging forest fires in California. So th th this video is missing context in their words or in their view. Now Stossel is claiming defamation because of this. I think this lawsuit presents an interesting conundrum now for Facebook and its fact check army. And I use that loosely, fact check army. <clears throat> it seems as though that by stating that the fact, check, fact checks are really opinions, that would open the door to cancel 230 protections for Facebook because they have now all but admitted to being a publisher. They're saying, we are placing our opinion on this. We're trying to wipe out an opposing view with our own opinion. That's the way I see it. Cancel their 230. They have now admitted in court on the record that they are in the business of opinions. That's the way I see it here. We should no longer see the words fact check on Facebook at all. The commies at Facebook should just slap a, here's our opinion on all posts they, they disagree with, which is pretty much everything that's out there. Or better yet, just don't put anything on them at all. How about that? How about that, Facebook? How about you just let the internet be? I don't recall anyone bestowing upon Facebook the title of arbiter of truth. People are smart enough to figure out what is true and what isn't. Though Facebook's facts checks 
do admittedly make it easier to decipher what's true. Hey, you can pretty much guarantee if they put a fact check on something, it's true. At any rate, it's on record now that fact checks are merely viewed as opinions, or I should say, merely should be viewed as opinions. So this is just our opinion. So we're writing in uh, basically uh, an op-ed to your op-ed that you posted, even though a lot of what people post, their op-eds, let's call them, are <laughs> they're true. It, this, I think, like I said, has ramifications down the road for Facebook as they continue to attempt to hide behind 230. And they continue to hand out violations of community standards, aka posting the truth. I don't see how any uh, anyone in their right mind at this point, with Facebook, their lawyers coming out saying these fact checks are just yeah, they're just opinions. You're right there. All you're you're doing right there is saying we're a publisher. We are putting our opinion out here. We are now a publisher. I don't care if it's a third party or not, it's ending up on that platform. You, Facebook, have engaged these third parties to do this. They're not doing it on their own volition. You've actually hired them out to do this. You've contracted with them in some way, shape, or form. So it, I think this makes it real hard for Facebook to hide behind 230 anymore. I would love, I would love to see uh, the, uh, this Congress. It's not going to happen, obviously, but I... I Hopefully soon here, we flip this thing over in the House and the Senate and we see the, this 230 come down. I, they've just, like I said, this, this is, I think, opens up a whole host of issues for Facebook. And you know what? Th these are the things that happen. This kind of thing happens when you don't adhere to truth and principle. When you don't adhere to what the Internet is there for the free exchange of ideas, when you feel like you've got to interject uh, your opinions in here because Mark Zuckerberg has the same small man complex that Tony Fauci does, the same insecurities that Tony Fauci does, because Zuckerberg came up with a, a great idea and, and has just become some power-hungry small individual who wants to in his mind, rule the, you know, rules the, the landscape of truth out there. This is what happens when you don't adhere to, to principles, when you don't adhere to the truth. You end up, like Facebook has here, who have backed themselves into the, a corner because they're forced to defend themselves against defamation because they put a fact check on something that was clearly an opinion to begin with. You had differing opinions at that in uh, what Stossel posted out there. Facebook's backed themselves into a corner. What are they going to do now? It's going to be real interesting watching them try and wriggle free from, from this, from this admission in court saying these fact checks are opinion. It's going to be real, real interesting watching them try and wriggle free from that so they can still maintain their Section 230 status. Like I said, I'm all for, you know what, let's let's get rid of 230, period. It, it, it's, it, was, it served its purpose. Its, its purpose is long gone. Its, its purpose is way past its expiration date. It's time to figure out how we reform it so our Internet can, co can go back to being the, the, 
the free marketplace for idea exchange and the, we the people can go back we're smart enough we can do our own research we can give things the smell test and we know if they smell okay or not and if not you know we, or if they seem too outrageous we go and research it that's what we do that's what part of being a responsible adult a responsible consumer of the internet is i i'm i'm i can't wait i'm kind of giddy about this to see what happens with facebook here uh with this admission in court that hey we're 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 kind of in the opinion business so uh we'll be following this one uh with interest as i'm sure many of you are friends that's my show for today thank you for listening please check out my website livingwithlibertypodcast.com there you'll find links to my past shows my original articles as well as other resources to help arm you with knowledge in fighting off the prevailing narratives of the day while on my website, shop my store, Living with Liberty Outfitters. Lastly, I'd be so grateful if you shared, subscribed, and left a positive review of the show, should your listening platform allow. Subscribing helps us move up the charts and helps more people find the truth. I appreciate you spending part of your day with me. Please help us spread the truth by sharing my show and website with friends and family, as well as on your social media accounts. My website is livingwithlibertypodcast.com. Also, let's connect. Follow me on Parlor. My handle is at livingwithliberty. You can also email me. The address is ryan at livingwithlibertypodcast.com. Liberty isn't a given. We must fight to protect it. Working together, we will do exactly that. Until next time.